Good morning, guys. <laughs> Thanks for responding. <laughs> uh, my name is Regine. Um, hi, Key. <laughs> um, and I would like to share with you guys a story about this beloved community that has completely changed the trajectory of my life. I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, inner city, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> um, I didn't know what a Nazarene was. Um, I just remember being with a friend, um, hanging out, and she's like, hey. I'm like, what's up, girl? She's like, this girl is trying to really push up on my man. Let's go fight her. I said, let's go. <laughs> so, so she's like, okay, here's the, here's the plan, okay? We have to get into this thing called Bible quizzing. And I was like, girl, I, like, what is, what is that? So she explains to me all these things that we have to do to get into Bible quizzing. She's like, we have to convince the coach, you know, that we're there for, you know, good reasons, you know, we want to know Jesus and things like that, and then we're just going to attack her. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> this was, oh goodness, this was uh, like a, a, week, a week's worth of planning, okay? We planned for this. Um, and so we arrive at the Bible quiz uh, master's house, or quiz coach. We arrived at her house, and uh, she's like, Hey, um, okay, you go this way and you go that way. She immediately separated us. So we're like, dang, this is not a part of the plan. Um, so she sits down next to me first. She hands me a portion of John, which is what we were quizzing out of at that time. Um, and she says, I want you to, um, to kind of read through this first chapter. And as I'm reading, she says, you know, I know why you're here. And I just want you to know it's not going to happen. <laughs> And I was like, leave me alone, you know, teens. Leave me alone, oh my gosh, I'm, not, I'm just here for Jesus. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Um, <laughs> uh, and so um, then later, a little like later on towards like the end of the night, she allows, she tells me to get on the seat. Um, and then the quiz master asked the question. Um, and I didn't know what the answer was, but the quiz coach, pushes me, literally pushes me off the seat, which is kind of how it goes. I don't have time to really explain. But she pushes, she pushed me off the seat, um, and then she's like, try to answer it. And so I don't remember what the question was, but um, I just answered what I thought it was, and it was correct. And I was like, what? This is so cool. <laughs> I did something right. That's all it took, you know? And then uh, I just was so happy. And then I forgot all why I came there in the first place. So <laughs> then that just led me down this road of Bible quizzing. So I became a regular Bible quizzer. Um, and the person, one of the people that I had uh, issues with in the quiz before, she ended up being my roommate at ENC for two, three years. So <laughs> see what Jesus does. <laughs> so Bible quizzing, it changed my life. Like the, the premise of it is to memorize and to win. But the scripture was hiding away in my heart in ways that I didn't even know. My senior year, 
I was really good at Bible quizzing, and I came here for regionals, and I won a scholarship. And it, was, it felt great, right? It felt amazing. I'm like, yes, going to college, that's not something that um, anyone in my family has done. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be the first one. So uh, I tell my parents, and then about a month later, they tell me, they sit me down and say, Ray, we can't afford to send you to college. It's just too expensive, um, so we're not able to do that for you. Um, but you can try a different option here in Baltimore. Um, and I was really sad about that. I was really distraught. Uh, next thing I know, I get a call from some, some families at Beller Church of the Nazarene, um, and they wanted to take me out to lunch. And I'm like, okay, cool, you know, free food. So we sit down, and they simply say, you know, we heard that you're, you got a scholarship, but it's not enough. And I'm like, yeah. And then they say, well, we want to pay for your entire college experience. We want to help make up the difference. And so I was able to go to college, and that was exciting. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yes. <sighs> um, so... I wish I could just stop the story there and say that, you know, college was great, I found Jesus, and everything went well. Well, um, even though I was in a new setting, I still had my same mindset. I think coming here, I did encounter uh, Jesus Christ for real, um, but I wasn't ready to change my ways. Going into sophomore year, I found out that I was pregnant having a baby. So I knew that I had to make two decisions in this moment. I had to either get an abortion to continue my education, because I don't want to let these people down, or I can just have the baby and not continue my education. So I decided to do none of those things. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school for my sophomore year fall semester, and I'll figure it out after that. So I started a uh, sophomore year of college, and I was pregnant, and no one knew. I was pregnant in secret, and I would just try to hurry up and go to my classes and come back to bed and all these things. Um, well, I had to end up going home because uh, I had a, an important doctor appointment or something like that. When I got to my doctor's appointment back at home, I found out that there was complications with my pregnancy. Nothing wrong with the baby, but everything wrong with me, obviously. And so uh, the doctor is giving me all these different options of what I can do. She's like, you're young. There's things that we can do to, you know, help you, help, you, um, help push up the inevitable. And I'm like, you know, God's got me. If this is what God wants to happen, then it will. So I had to withdraw from classes my sophomore year. Um, and two weeks later, September 30th, I gave birth to a baby girl. Her name is Tristan. Um, but because she was so small, she did not live. So after I gave birth, I remember distinctly holding her, um, knowing that she wasn't going to live long. And I heard God say, or at least I feel like I heard him say, this is how I love you. This is how I care for you. 
And while everyone in the room, my family was so distraught, I was not at that time. I was, I felt happy. I had given life into the world, though that life was short. I did it, it happened. Um, so uh, I guess a couple of days later, it kind of hit me like, wow, this just happened to me. Um, and I went into, into a deep depression. Um, I didn't want to stay home, although I had missed so many classes from withdrawing. I still tried to re-enroll into the fall semester because I didn't want to stay home. I didn't want to grieve anymore. I didn't want to be sad. I just wanted to continue with my education. Um, and I wasn't able to, obviously. But the spring semester, I was able to come back. So I came back and I was ready for the semester, ready for all that it had for me. Um, but I, because I didn't grieve, because I didn't allow myself to grieve, um, I suffered tremendously. My grades suffered. I had night terrors. I just, I was not okay. And since my grades suffered, eventually I was on academic uh, probation, and then the next semester, academic suspension. Well, I wanted to still continue school. I didn't want to deal with the sadness, but I did want to try to find a way to continue school. And so I, I kind of write this uh, petition, and it's very fake. I'm just like, hey, I suffered, and my grades suffered because I had work all the time and things like that. I wasn't ready to say what really happened to me because I felt ashamed, I felt guilty, and I did not want anyone to judge me. And so that petition was not approved, probably because it, it wasn't real. So now, out of school, I don't know what to do. I can't go back home. That's not really an option for me. So I, I kind of find a way to kind of move about, move around without actually having to go back home. Um, and I find my way um, into this program called City Year, where my job is to um, teach inner city Boston youth. During that time, I healed so much because while I was supposed to be teaching the kids, they were teaching me so much more about myself. And I remember one time, uh, one of my students is like, Miss M, you are so great. You're going to do great things. Like I know, and everyone in City Year, mostly, they are gra college graduates. And my job is to tell these kids to stay in school and to go to college, yet I have not finished, and I'm too afraid to kind of go back because I don't want to fail again. And she asked me if I finished college, and I tell her no, and she's like, I, you know, go back. You can do it. You can do anything, just like you tell us, that we can do anything and be anything. So can you. So after my city year, um, I decided to try to write a petition to get back into school. I, I wasn't really ready at that point, but I started like pre-writing it, writing a rough draft. But then I just kind of left it there. I was asked to join Bible Women's Project out of the clear blue sky, which, Kara, she's so great. Um, and in that circle, in just being a part of that project, I was able to heal more because I found out that I was not alone, that I was not by myself, and that I didn't have to feel hurt, shame, guilt, anger. And that, and that even if I did feel that, I did not have to feel that all by myself. 
Um, and so I found a, I found a place in, within Bible Women's Project, um, and they kind of gave me the courage to go forward and send in my petition. And so I did the very last minute, like January something, when school first started. Um, and then the next day, I wake up and I get a message from the registrar and she says that um, your petition was unanimously approved. And at this point, it's been two years since I've been out of school. And in, that peti in the new petition that I wrote, I put everything in it. I didn't hold back anything. I put all the details because I wanted them to know what I had gone through, what I had been through, and what I, what I came out of. I wanted them to know every single thing. And because I did that and was not afraid to do that, it was honored. And it, my petition was unanimously approved. And so spring semester, last spring semester, was my first semester back in two years of not being in college. I... Thank you. From sharing my story, I have felt nothing but love. People have given me hope. People have been encouraging me. Um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought that if people knew, if people really knew the person that was singing on stage and that was playing Dorothy, goodness, if they knew this person, that they would not like me, that they would, they would judge me and they would, I would be cast out somewhere. But that was the enemy because the complete opposite happened. When I opened up and allowed myself to be vulnerable, I was received, I was loved, and I was loved by all of you in this room. And I, I feel so blessed to be a part of a community that loves in this way. This past summer, I was able to share this story three or four different times. And each time, I feel even more prouder to be a part of this beloved community. And I'm so glad that's our theme because all I've been talking about is how much I love ENC and how much the people of ENC love me. And so I just want to say thank you to professors, Thank you for always showing us grace and love. To students, keep loving one another. And when people tell you their stories, listen. Because someone listened to me. And because of that, I was healed. Thank you so much for listening to my story. Would you please stand with us in response to what God has done and is doing in Raising's life and in this beloved community. Let's give thanks.
Come on, go ahead and sing it out. And he knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls, and he hears me when I call. Sing, I have a father. I have a father. He calls me so. sing that again and he knows my name he knows my every thought he sees each tear that falls and he hears me Verse 2, one more time. I have a father. He calls me his own. He'll never leave. No as we're all standing. 
Let us together as one community sing together. Praise God from whom.